Welcome back to Fight Capital, where we step into the ring of combat sports business. I'm your host, Ryan Rappaport. Today, I'm thrilled to host Krista Yearling, a mental health counselor and performance coach with deep roots in sports and martial arts. Her career in coaching and personal training has given Krista a very unique insight into athletes at every level. And she's licensed in Colorado and New Mexico with plans to expand her reach. And she's really just a, a beacon of support for the sports community. How are you today, Krista? And where are you joining from? Good. I'm doing good. I'm back in Colorado from a week away in New Mexico. So it's good to be back. It's really rainy, which is a different change of scenery for sure. Yeah. Well, I know you have lived in New Mexico for a long time and now you're recently mm -hmm. in Colorado, if I recall correctly with your family, but can, can you just give me like a little bit of background and what led to you becoming a mental performance coach, especially, you know, within the context of the combat sports and athlete development? Yeah, that's such a great question. <laughs> um, I still ask myself, how did I get here sometimes? But um, it's really just been like progressive over many years. Um, and it really started when I became a coach, personal trainer, you know, working with different athletes going from just gen pop through, you know, moms through, uh, and then just shifting to like strongman athletes, which was crazy. And then kind of going into a, a more, um, professional setting, working with like elite youth athletes through like professional athletes in their sports. Um, so coaching, uh, once I got there, it really just, I loved it. So I started going to school for my master's in exercise science and coaching. Um, and halfway through the program, I was kind of like, is this what I want to do <laughs> for the rest of my life? You know, am I like, does this like get me out of bed in the morning and like, drive me? And the answer was kind of no. Um, but I knew I loved being in the realm of working with athletes. And so I started kind of just doing some self-expression, asking myself the hard questions um, and really just seeing, you know, what do I love about being in front of my clients? And it was their stories. It was being with them and hearing about their lives and what they're going through and what they're struggling with and what they're overcoming. Um, and so that is a real short condensed version to how I halfway through my master's decided to do a different one <laughs> and I uh, got counseling and um, I love it. I've like not looked back. Uh, you know, when I was a coach, um, I was training some of the uh, professors down in Gracie Baja in Albuquerque. And they were like, you need to come do a class. Like, you need to come try jujitsu. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I'm, I was always like, I'm a lover, <laughs> not a fighter. So it kind of terrified me. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I went and I think, you know, you know, like you just get addicted. You're like, this is awesome. Like, this is so fun. And um, I loved it mostly because it just challenges me on levels that, no other sports really have your mental game, um, you know, physical game <laughs> for sure. So just kind of, I started my own jujitsu journey and then alongside coaching, you know, these athletes and then working alongside other coaches who are working with 
a lot higher level um, MMA athletes and getting to know them and talking with them. Um, and it just kind of lined up and, you know, just really kind of dove back into this community and working with, yeah, the mental health side and the mental performance side. Yeah. yeah, well, I think if no one's really even gone to a martial arts class, I don't think they understand just even going to that first class, never mind every day, kind of like the nervousness and sure. the confidence and all that type of stuff that it takes. Even just go in every day and go to a class, never mind compete at yeah. the top levels in the world. Right. Can you just walk me through some of like the techniques and ways that you work with people to help address those things like the performance anxiety, that lack of confidence, the nervousness before they get up on that big stage and, you know, basically put it all out there. I mean, what are you using to help with that? Yeah, so I I have kind of two approaches as far as the um, consulting, the coaching part. Um, one would be like a more mindfulness and acceptance type approach where we're kind of doing implementing a lot of visualizations breath work um and language which is something that i'm learning from a mentor of mine um and you know implementing these kind of things as and visualizing sort of some of these um scenarios and stuff but and then how to implement that on a daily but my favorite one to implement would be brain spotting um, and I use that with a lot of my clients and with brain spotting, we are using like a fixed eye position to tap into that limbic system, into that midbrain, and to really kind of, I always say like give a voice to it, to really check on that, you know, I, so often we focus on like the rational brain, like we got to do X, Y, and Z, and then we'll have success. And that we might do x y and z and still not have success and a lot of that time is because we're having a block or a barrier or we've stored some type of trauma in that limbic system and we haven't really given space to process it so with brain spotting we're tapping into that we're processing that activation like when i say activation it might be like dude i feel real sweaty like, you know, right now I could be like, oh, I'm real nervous <laughs> or I'm excited. But, um, you know, maybe the person's like, oh, when I think about that, my hands are real sweaty or I feel like I want to get up. I don't want to sit here. You know, so we're kind of tapping into that. And then your brain is going to do what it needs to. So I let my athletes or my coaches, um, I kind of sit back and like hold the space for them. And I'm I'm here and I like and focused in, but I never assume the position of like, Hey, let's focus on this now, or let's do this. Because I really think when, when we can give space to just letting our brain do the processing and our body do the processing, it's going to go where it needs to. And I'm not in that brain, <laughs> so I can't tell you where it needs to go. And so just really kind of giving the client the space to like, process and it's kind of wild man because people will be like whoa i i'm just feeling real chill or i'm feeling like i was thinking about this really traumatic event and then all of a sudden i went to like my favorite car or you know they're like 
all over the place. And then usually we're checking like at the beginning that activation, like, hey, zero to 10, where are you at? And at the end, we check it again. And they're usually a little bit lower. Um, And then in performance, it's so wild. Like I'm seeing athletes like not be able to hit a skill, right? They're just blocked. They come in here and they do a brain spine session and they go back out to like practice and they're just nailing it. Like it's wild, you know? And I just think when we give our whole body room to process things, we can process and we can move forward and heal and, you know, leave it behind or take it with us, but it's not as heavy, you know? So it's so cool. Yeah, that's a super interesting point. How, like, how internalized that trauma or nervousness and kind of this, these, this built up energy, which is impacting you, right? Whether it's, you know, from the day to day in your training, but, or to like preparing for significant events like a fight or race. Can you elaborate just a little bit on, you know, how that is helping athletes, maybe even particularly in combat sports? Yeah. So, what the premise is, right, is that where we look affects how we feel. So we're constantly taking in information through our eyes, right? Um, and it's registering, we're storing it, we're using it, you know, and we're going about our day. And so when we talk about combat sports, like, you know, MMA, really, we're, we're <laughs> if you're not, I tell this to clients all the time, some people come to me and they're like, I get so nervous before a fight. I'm like, good. (laughs) That means your limbic system is telling you that there's like a perceived threat in front of you. Like we need that. You know, like if you're, if you're not feeling anything, then I'm like, wow, you're pretty disassociated from your body. You know, like you've kind of checked out there. (laughs) Um, So what I notice is it's so not so much that we try to take away or try to like remove these emotions, but we're trying to maybe gain some kind of like, if it's like a real, so say you're an MMA fighter and um, every time someone goes for a hook, and I'm just using an example here, right? If, If you go, someone's like about to do some type of move on you, every time that triggers you, like could be a left hook, every time and you're just like oh you freeze or or just you're you're going into this fight and you're like i really hope they don't do this takedown i really hope they don't you know their strength or whatever um you know what's interesting is that is probably who knows right again that's the best part about this is you're like i don't know what's in your brain but that might be if something's coming this way I don't know what your brain has taken in, in that area, that spot, but maybe something has happened and it's stored in there and you're, you don't even know, you know, and you know, this was developed by uh, David Grand, who was working with an ice skater and she couldn't land. I'm going to mess this up because every time she couldn't do a move, <laughs> I was going to say that <laughs> she couldn't do, I think it's like a triple loop or something. Uh, I'm like, my brain can only soar so much, (laughs) but she, you know, they started doing, um, he started slowing down like EMDR and 
notice like, oh, okay, let's stay here for a second. And it really, all this other stuff just starts coming out. And then afterwards, go she goes and she can do this move, right? And so I see that with my clients where they're like, it's, it's not that I can't perform, right? I have people that are winning. It's not, it's, but it's like, they know intuitively, mm, I know that there's something that still holds me back. And sometimes we can't explain it, right? I think with like talk therapy or like even performance coaching, a lot of the time we're talking a lot. We're making sense of things. We're trying to find the calm or we're visualizing. With brain spotting, sometimes there is no sense to it. It's just, you feel it, you know? And sometimes it's hard to put words like how you feel. So I noticed that just being able to like process like, oh, something was there. I had no idea. I, I can't even understand why I felt that way when we did that process right there. Um, but I did, and now I don't, you know, it's like now someone goes for that left hook and I'm not tensing up like I was, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of wild because sometimes you're like, I don't have the right words to describe this. And I'm like, that's great. Just notice that. <laughs> so it definitely helps people just give room to like, maybe like honing in on the smaller pieces I would say to their performance instead of such a big picture it could be like even just such something small as like if they do this one move I get real nervous you know well yeah. it's interesting I mean you you're you probably have a very unique perspective on this because <laughs> not only have you been an athlete but you actually train Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's it's always funny to me because that that when people start training it it for some reason turns into their profession in one way or another. Yeah. I had this uh, woman, uh, woman Lydia Daydal on. She is an Irish uh, sports female, female sports commentator, and like her whole career in combat sports sprung from doing jujitsu. And so you probably have this really unique perspective as a person who does jujitsu mm -hmm. and has done it at a really high level school. Obviously, I had Elliot Marshall on. I know you're training at Easton now and yeah. in New Mexico. So can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Because I know the flow state, which is something that we are usually trying to achieve as athletes, mm -hmm. is something that you probably have a good understanding with. But how, how is that practice impacting how you're working with your athletes? Yeah, like how is my own jujitsu practice? impacting yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah like, wh like what yeah. do you get from that yeah um well one thing is that i just appreciate like the grit that goes into this sport and like the mentality and then the mental game that really does go into this sport um you know I think that we'll say I practice loosely because you know I love going it's the schedule so I'm like uh real bad with that <laughs> but um you know I think that there's always room for growth and in the sport just like there is in life and I think that there's an appreciation for the professors that hold that mentality too you know you see someone get a second stripe on their black belt and you know you're like wow that guy he's an expert but you know most black belts that i've talked to are like i'm just starting <laughs> you know they're like i'm just learning i'm just starting now on my game on my you know and i just that humility 
to always grow is there. And I think it, you know, when I started jujitsu, I think for me, it was pretty much like, mm, I could do this forever. This is cool. You know, it wasn't, you know, sure. I wanted the stripes and I wanted to want one day I'll hopefully be a black belt. Um, but it's not so much about that for me. It's like so personal, you know? And I think that when you work with MMA athletes, it's the same. It's so personal. It's like they are doing it for them and for some reason that really drives them. And that's how it is for me too with jujitsu. So I'm a blue belt. I've been a blue belt for a year. I have no stripes <laughs> because life, but I don't, I mean, I care, but I don't care. Does that make sense? Like if I have to be a blue belt for five years, that's okay with me because or 10 years, like, I, I, because I never walk away from a class or a randori feeling like I didn't learn anything. You do you know what I'm saying? Like I never walk away being like, oh, I knew everything and I dominated all the, <laughs> I mean, it's always like, I'm, I, oh, cool. I learned this. I got better today. And so um, you know, for me personally, I just appreciate the sport so much because even at the highest level of athlete, it takes a grit that I think some other sports, all sports are different, right? But MMA specifically, there is a certain grit that someone has to have and to make it to a certain level. And, and so, but even at that level, if you're not holding the mindset that like, I got to learn, I got to keep going, you know, you're probably not going to stay at that level very long. Um, so I just appreciate that in this sport, it's a constant daily growth, um, requirement, you know, and I think that that really translates into my work with, um, my athletes and my coaches even, right. Even my coaches that I work with are constantly like, okay, today I got to work on this, get a, you know, I got to help my clients do this, or I got to, you know, and I think all elite athletes have some sense of this too. So I'm not just saying like, oh, it's only unique to MMA, but like I said, there is a certain grit that comes with it. We're literally talking about signing up to go potentially get your ass beat, you know, <laughs> like, most people are like not signing up for that on a daily basis. You know, most people aren't like, oh, I'm, we're going to work on guillotine chokes today in my fitness class, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so it's a certain grit that comes with it. And so I think I just uh, always come back to that appreciation of willing to kind of put yourself out there in this kind of capacity. Yeah. Well, and, and it's consistency too, right? I yes. mean, the, the to like get to that place I am guilty of it as well. I get so caught up in the achievement that mm -hmm. I forget it's really about the journey to sure. that spot. Right. Cause it's not like you get up one day and then you go win a gold medal. Right. Yeah. But then all of that time to get to that point when you win the gold medal and just when you win that gold medal, that's not the end. Right. That's right. just sometimes it's the end of a thing, but not necessarily the end of the next step or the next achievement or, you know, sure. heal, healing yourself mentally or physically from however you went through that. And I feel like the combat sports athletes, um, cause I've talked with a lot of friends about this, 
and it's you know they may or may not be considering working with someone like yourself but mm -hmm. you know how can they expect their performance to improve if they are working with you like if granted you know not one it's you can't put everyone in one basket but like right. how are some of the ways you've seen that happen yeah no i love that you say like they maybe are or not already i just wanted to touch on that because what i think the misconception is is because is i'll just stop there but, um there's a misconception that if i go and i work with a therapist then i'm gonna get soft i think sometimes or i have to feel my feels and like you know there's there's all this kind of like and for me this is why i kind of preface with people like i'm not everybody's fucking flavor you know i'm not gonna be like i'm not everybody's flavor as a therapist probably because i'm not sitting here like ah oh, this is you know which we need that like we trust me we need many different therapists in this world and that's why we all have to show up as ourselves right just like a fighter you can't be you know, no one can be John Jones, but John Jones, like <laughs> you can't pretend to be him. You have to be you. And if you're going to be you, then do it and do it well, you know? And so for me, I show up as a therapist, as a mental coach, as Krista Yerling, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it well in my capacity, in my lane. And so, um, you know, I think that there is, like you're saying, not to put everyone in a basket that kind of, I think that resistance to working just with someone like myself can kind of come just because there might be like a little bit of a misconception of like what it might be like. And, and maybe they've had a therapist in the past and they didn't really like them. So I'm always like, dude, if you don't like your therapist, fire them, find another one. <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, if you don't like me, that's okay. We can find you someone that might fit you better, you know? So when I have worked with athletes and coaches and like affiliated personnel like chiropractors or whatever um what i've seen is that when they really dive into the process and they can say hey i recognize that if i want to be elite i gotta work not just my physical skills i gotta work my mind i gotta train up my mind because your brain is literally also involved with your decisions in the ring as well, right? We're not just saying, hey, if you work your striking, you'll be fine. You know, you're, you're gonna work your brain, right? So if, when I have athletes come in and they really say, I'm gonna do this and they commit to it, I have seen people, I had an athlete who was regressed two years from where they were supposed to be. And then after one session, go to a practice and do a skill that they hadn't done for years. So it's wild. I'm telling you, that was brain spotting too. Like if you're willing to come in and show up, there's going to be success for you. Um, maybe you're not on edge as much, right? Maybe that is success for you so that when you go to train, you're like actually able to focus and get in that flow state. Um, and you're not just like on edge, right? Uh, maybe maybe you've broken through a barrier that's sport specific. And, you know, I, what I notice though, is I can't tell you what's going to happen, what's going to actually come out and succeed for you or where, how you're going to get that success. But you will, if you commit yourself and, and what I love is when athletes are like, 
dang, I didn't even know I needed to work on that. And I'm like, right? How do we know? If we don't go there, how do you even know? Right? If I don't go to class, how do I know that I'm not as good as I thought I was? Just kidding. It's funny you say that because I have this running joke with my therapist where as soon as I start thinking about what I want to talk to on my therapy mm -hmm. call, it like my brain starts working it out. And it's like I, I didn't actually yeah. identify what the I I haven't been thinking about what is bothering me or what's holding me back or what I'm yeah. scared about, all those things. But as soon as I start doing it, it's like my brain is coming up with the solutions. Granted, it's not it's not that easy, but like I'll be talking to her and I'll explain my issue. I'll be like, well, I had this thought as we were as I was thinking about this and you know right. that off. But it's, right. it's that working through it through the consistency and actually thinking about it, right? Right, right. And like this is like I was just talking to an amateur fighter. Like, you know, I went out there, I did my first amateur fight, and you know, I lost and I but I learned a lot and I was like, Well, how are you gonna know what you actually really need to work on, you know, right now? If you don't get out there right like and so that's kind of the same thing coming here it's like what can you get from this well we're gonna find that out along the way because you might not even know what you really need you know you i have clients that come to me all the time and they say you know i need to i need to perform better i need to you know whatever we'll just go with that one i need to perform better but once we start really working it's like Oh no, like you really need to just focus on building habits and schedule and chilling out a little bit, you know, and once they can realize like, oh, actually the need is this, it's not so much the outcome. It's like my day to day and they start doing that, then the outcome just comes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and like you said, if they're just doing the thing, right. And it's so easy yeah. for guys to go or for people to go and practice right. and do this thing and do this move and do this drill, you know, kick mm -hmm. the bag the same way a hundred times. Right. But that mental repetition, I think is something that people really miss out on. But I, I do yeah. feel like now every fighter is aware of the mental game. Right. Yeah. And rec recognize that's part of the process. But are they actually investing in that in the same way they invest right. in going to the gym and doing squats or cleans to get that explosiveness? Right. Are they doing the mind explosiveness? I know a lot of people aren't. I mean, for a fact. Yeah, I think that's where it comes down to, you know, understanding like sometimes with clients I have to like we got to do like a priority check. Right. It's like, what do you want? You know, and how are you going to get there? Because I, I, again, going back to the, I'm not everybody's flavor, but I will tell you up front that I will not work harder for your life than you, you know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to the gym and holding the bar for you and lifting it for you. Like I'm not sitting down in the morning with you <laughs> with a five minute timer, having you do your practice you know like i'm not i'm not doing this for you so i can give you all the skills and all the tools and all these things but i'm not gonna do it for you so it kind of comes down to that and if you're having a hard time doing the things that's when i'm like what is blocking you and maybe we need to do brain spotting because if that is hard for you to like 
pursue your passion that you're, you know, you're saying, this is what I want to do. I want to go all in and, and you're not really doing a lot of it. That makes me wonder where's the disconnect, you know, and, and no shame, right? Like I'm not shaming you for it. Cause we've all been there. <laughs> right. But it's kind of like, there's something going on there. And that's actually why I went clinical, why I got my like clinical counseling, because I wanted to be able to be like, Hey, if something's going on and this is more clinical realm, we can still work together. We're still good, you know, and I don't have to like, be like, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> you know, I love going to the dark places. Like, let's go, we can go there. You're not alone, you know? Well, there is like a, a certain amount of darkness that comes with the the sport, right? Because we all have these things yeah. driving us. Oh, I, you know, just to kind of wrap up, if I'm an athlete or a team who are kind of looking to enhance their training, how can I go about working with you? And, uh, you know, what are the ways that people can find you and learn more about your practice? Yeah. So if you're looking for mental health counseling, like if you're already in that headspace, like I probably could benefit from that. Um, I'm licensed in Colorado and New Mexico, hopefully a few more places soon. Um, so you, if you're not in those two states, still reach out because we can talk. Um, and also I can provide like resources for you. Um, but if you're looking for the mental performance coaching, I work all over like globally. So you can reach out to me on my website. Um, that's just speakstonecc for counseling and consulting.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not like an influencer by any means. So, I mean, you can find me on there. <laughs> I'm on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, you can shoot me a text. My phone's on the website or an email and uh, we can kind of get set up and I do have a male therapist in my practice as well, but he's for Colorado people only. So, yeah. Jeff Pe Jeff Pellegrino, I think I see. Yes. From yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's got a Division One baseball background, so he's got the more, like, baseball guys. I'm like, you guys go talk to this guy because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm all about, like, talking about getting punched in the face, and he's, like, about taking sliders. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, you, you can speak to what you know, and that's why sure. I, I really like what you're doing because you have not just that athletics experience in the in the actual performance space, but you understand the mental performance side. You you've done martial arts, so there's something that that speaks to as a fighter or as a competitor, even as a martial artist yeah. myself. That I think uh, is probably a lot of the reasons why this is expanding and why yes. we're even here talking today. So I, I know, it's so uh, awesome all about the journey here right and yeah. ha having people like yourself who are doing stuff like this such it's such an important part for me just you know mm -hmm. on the mental health side as well as taking things to the next level and i want my friends and the people that i know within the industry to take it to the next level right and yeah. so hopefully yeah. we'll be able to be sending some more people your way yeah yeah no i i really appreciate like what you're doing because even like when you and elliot were talking and you know, your last one, it says, was it Ian or yeah, Ian, yes. Ian like just even, um, you know, mental health does not equal weakness. You know, if, if anything, it's like, you know, if you can feel your feels and like use that, that's like a strength, you know, we were not meant to like not have emotion, <laughs> you know, we're like, 
we just weren't like we have a limbic system for a reason. And so if we can use it and and enhance it like and heal it like that's a superpower, you know, so I think that if we can like move beyond the like thing of like, oh, if I feel this and I'm weak, you know, that's just it's such a misconception. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time today. I'm looking forward to have this out to everyone and sharing it with people that I, I just want to have this conversation with. And I think hearing it from you will make it a lot better than me trying to fumble through it and explain it. So oh, thank yeah. you again for doing this. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, you have a great rest of the day. Bye. <laughs> All right.